0: This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site.
1: Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak here with The Record North Shore founding member, Joe Coglin. Uh, We've got, uh, hopefully, uh, you guys are staying warm in this uh, uh, sub-below-freezing week that we've had here so far. Um, I know the weekend was uh, pretty tough. A lot of events got canceled, but um, we got some stuff uh, that went on. So, obviously, we'll talk about that um, in this week's episode. We're going to do our regular four-quarter format. First quarter, just recap everything that happened in the past week. Um, Second quarter, we're going to be joined by Nutri-Boys basketball coach Scott Fricky. In the third quarter, we're going to play way or no way our weekly guessing game. And then the fourth quarter, we look ahead to another week um, of uh, sports going on. We are uh, kind of heading into the final weeks of the regular season for a lot of our sports. So uh, we'll kind of look at the big picture, kind of look at, you know, where are our teams at this point and And um, what we're kind of looking forward to as we uh, head down to the final stretch here in the final weeks of January and the final weeks of the regular uh winter season before we get started just a quick reminder that you can get uh you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available make sure you give us a little like we always appreciate the support because that always helps us get to more listeners who also want to listen and uh, maybe talk about um, north Shore high school sports and high school sports in general um in the chicago area but why don't we get things started here joe by uh talking some hoops like we usually do here in the winter podcast and i know um, you got a chance to um, check out a really cool event, um, some, a nice little uh, shootout on Monday at Nutrier's uh, new gym. Um, you had uh, Mount Carmel take on Glenbrook North, and then Nutrier take on Kenwood in a fun little uh, city suburban action uh, in the MLK Classic. Um, Nutrier looked good. Nutrier looked like it could really move the ball really well against Kenwood, um, which obviously, Kenwood is a really impressive uh, team, and um, they had a, a strong performance from a, a neutral, uh, underclassman, Danny Houlihan, which, uh, uh, kind of helped them, um, kind of get over the edge and pick up, uh, 59 to 49 win over, um, Kenwood just, uh, it, it felt like a really strong performance for a team that kind of was looking for, you know, maybe, I don't know if you could call, you know, a Kenwood win a statement win, but I feel like it's a win that, you know, looks pretty good when you're heading into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it's certainly a nice win. Um, Kenwood's no slouch. Um, it's a talented program, um, even though the record might not be as dominant as it usually has been in recent years. Uh, they're a very good team, um, and they showed it. But they gave they just gave Nutria too much, um, too much air. You know, too much too much room to move the ball on the perimeter uh, for a team that could shoot like that. And I mean, honestly, Nutria didn't even have its best shooting game. I think they were around 40%, which is good. Which is good for a team but they did a lot of that damage in the second half. In the first half, they missed a lot of open looks, and, and a lot of them weren't open um, for Nutriere. And uh, when you give guys like Danny Houvehan, Ian Brown, Chris Kirkpatrick multiple open chances, uh, they're not going to miss for long, even if they miss the first half. Um, so, yeah, we focused on Danny Houvehan a little bit this time just because of how uh, big he's been um, in, you know, coming off the bench and another guy that teams have to scout for and, and plan for. And in this game, um, Colby Smith starting um, guard for Nutriere went down with an ankle injury. Um, didn't look overly serious, but he was out for a majority of the game. So who played a lot more minutes and um, came through with a lot of big shots for them, um, scored a couple at the rim as well. Obviously went 13 points, uh, but uh, another big game for a fellow sophomore, Chris Kirkpatrick. He led everybody with 21, um, about, I think he had four threes as well as um got to the rim a couple of times, hit a nice little fallback jumper. He's he's just an explosive player, and the guy's a bucket. He can get he can get to the rim. He can he can score at all three levels. And you're gonna have to do something with him or else he'll put a big number on you. And uh I think he's been a big difference maker for them in what they bring to the table this year. Him and Colby Smith can kind of do a little bit of both from the guard position's drive as well as shoot. So, and Ian Brown's obviously downtown Ian Brown. He had five, three. I think he probably missed seven in the first half. But like I said, you keep giving him open looks, he's got a green light and he had four in the second half. But um, just another good performance for them. Their defense was capable all day long and it's it's capable every time they take the floor. So um, if you give them too much room on the offensive end, they'll, they'll beat him.
1: New Trier beat Maine South uh 59 to 38 on the next day on Tuesday. Um, I don't think they ended up playing that rich South game um over the weekend because of the weather. Um so um Joe obviously just you know kind of getting back into things now after a close loss to GPN. Um, did it seem like they let that game kind of maybe motivate them or affect them, or have they kind of just moved on and they're just kind of focused on, you know, finishing the seat the regular season um, you know, with a division title here.
2: Yeah, I talked to Coach Fricky about that, and you're going to hear a little bit about it in the second quarter uh, when you hear his audio, but um, they didn't feel like they were playing as much energy as they usually do uh, when they play Glenbrook North. Um, they were coming off the Pontiac Tournament, um, and I think they just – obviously, Glenbrook North is a very good team um, and uh, knows Newtrier's tendencies very well, so they put the clamps on them, and Newtrier just, just muster up um, a response, um, so – I think this, you know, they also beat OPRF. I think after that, kind of in a resounding win. So I think this game plus that OPRF, they, they felt like they got back on track, uh, a lot of energy, ball movement, things like that. So I, I would agree with you that they felt like they wanted to to rebound after that loss.
1: All right, Loyola boys got back into action with a CCL forty-five to thirty-three win over Fenwick. Um, then they beat Aurora Central Catholic eighty-one to thirty-two. So. Um, Good, strong wins for uh, Loyola, who is now um, on quite the winning streak. They haven't lost um, since they got blown out by DePaul Prep um, in the middle of December. But um, we'll obviously talk about their test that they're going to get next week, or I should say on Friday, um, against Mount Carmel. But, um, you know, putting up 45 points, putting up 81 points, um, I feel like offensively we're starting to see that this Loyola team you know, maybe it's not the 50 levels or the even 60 points that you're kind of looking forward to, hopefully. But um it does seem like Loyola is able to score um, when they need to. And it kind of goes well with their defense that they're usually running out there.
2: Yeah, I certainly think, as we've talked about, they've got more options, uh, more guys who can put the ball in the basket regularly than they have in the past. And uh, that starts with Miles Boland, of course, but he's got the complimentary memory pieces around him from Donovan Robinson to uh, Brandon Loftus to um, Andrew Hollerich. Um, there's, there's just guys who can, who can help them out in that capacity, Jimmy Tarjan. Um, so, and they've been doing that uh, lately, especially you know, 11 straight wins or whatever it is. Maybe it's up to 12. Um, either way, uh, they're going to go into this Mount Carmel game with some momentum. And Mount Carmel's every bit of, uh, what they're cracked up to be um they beat gbn um the other day uh it was a close game but but they they were in control and uh you know in another year i mean this was even this year that they're there's an argument They're they're the best team in the state uh i think they've lost to some teams out of the area but other than that they've really took it to teams in illinois and we're gonna we're gonna see a good one i think on friday i'm just uh seeing what Loyola can do playing you know going in there hot I think it's very interesting
1: Loyola girls stayed undefeated on the season they're 22 and 0 now after some impressive wins over the weekend their matchup against Whitney Young didn't happen because of uh, the cold weather and that kind of stuff but they beat Fenwick um, 55 to 21 to pick up a GCAC win then they took down Batavia 59 to 49 uh, Lake Central 51-39. 51-39. to 39. Obviously, they play Mother Macaulay tonight on Thursday night. We're recording this on Thursday. So um, we won't get to that score until next week's podcast. But um, good showings for this Rambler team that, you know, they got tested with Batavia. You know, I know obviously 10 points. Um, most people would be like, well, you know, they lost by 10. They won by 10 points. We were tested. But for Loyola, that's obviously kind of really close. Um, but even Lake Central, obviously, against a team that they're not really familiar with, just some good Um, good wins here as they head into a a pretty, you know, probably game of the year at this point when they're talking about Mother Macaulay.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, Batavia's a very good team and program, and and Lake Central, I think, is uh, is perfectly capable too. So, to win those games and control them, I think is good. I mean, uh, Loyola's margin of victory is probably 25 plus, I would think, this season. So, um, good victories for them against good programs. I think that'll help them out as they take on, um, as they play in this one against McFaulie. But, um, yeah, here we go. You know, I don't know what else to say. We've said everything we can about this team and what they can do. I think Audrey Galvin, uh, the transfer that we talk about so often, is one of the best players in the stage. She put up a 30 points in a game. She had her career high. So she just keeps getting better and better. And uh, it's just a very, very solid team, top to bottom. And uh, I'm excited for the one against McFaulie, see how they do
1: yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We'll hit on that matchup in the fourth quarter. Um, we'll hit on it a little bit. Obviously, we don't want it to be too old or anything like that, but obviously still want to talk about it before uh, that game happens tonight. Um, New Jersey girls basketball had a, a split weekend. Uh, they took down OPRF 60-18, to 18, um, and then they uh, lost to a, a really good Maine South team, 63-44. Um, to 44. They'll get Deerfield on Friday night. But, um, Joe, I don't know if that, you know, I, I don't know if either score kind of really surprised you, I guess, is an, is a good way of saying it, where, you know, they, they did really well against OPRF, moved the ball pretty well, and, um, and probably hung around with Maine South a little bit, but it's just kind of hard for any team really to hang around with Maine South this season.
2: Yeah, that's one of the top three teams in the state, I would say. Uh, maybe top five if you're being pretty picky, but... Uh... Main South with Jay is not there this year, uh, but uh, their up and down kind of season continues, and they're they're looking for that consistency. They didn't play Main South poorly, uh, just kind of outmatched this season, and uh, uh, the, the, their other win was it was a nice win, um, but previously, as we talked about in the last pod, they lost to GBN. So. Uh, Let's see if they can get a couple more nice wins under their belt. I know I think they got GBS coming up um, before they hit the postseason.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how that kind of goes forward. So we'll hit on them moving forward. Um, some other things that happened over the past week, um, we had playoffs starting here. We had uh, boys bowling regionals take place. Um, New Trier hosted that this past weekend. Um, GBN won that one uh, as a team. Um, Lake Zurich's T.J. Chabai won that uh, individual title. Um, both Loyola and um, Nutrier failed to advance as a team, um, but Loyola had one uh, qualifier moving on individually, and that was Dylan Hang. He rolled a 1-2-94 series. Um, and then you had Nutriere's John Clark. Um, he rolled a 1206. Um, 0 So some uh, some good uh, performances there from uh, Ram Loretta. And a Trevian as they both individually move on to this weekend sectional.
2: Yeah, not a year for the teams. We've seen a pretty big success from Nutria Boys in the recent past, and uh, Loyola Boys have, have historically done pretty well too, just not this year. But uh, always nice to see a couple people, you know, take their seasons as far as they can go.
1: All right, let's move on over now to the second quarter, where we are joined by Nutria Boys Basketball Scott Fricky. Um, Joe got a chance to catch up with Coach after um, an impressive win over Kenwood on uh, Monday at the MLK Classic. Um, Joe, what are the folks at home going to hear from uh, Scott?
2: Uh, Yeah, we talked about um, ball movement, unselfish play. um, Obviously, their shooting capabilities and um, just where they are
3: are right now with the season. All right, let's have a listen. Pretty good looks and didn't make them. But we persevered you know we did other things well. we got to the rim. i thought logan feller played a great game got to the rim i thought we uh i thought we made the extra pass we, we gave up an open shot for a better shot you know so we would skip it one and then the next one and our feet are set and we're a pretty good shooting team when we get our feet set like that
0: is that something that's kind of honed during practices or yes. the amount of games you played
3: we're talking a lot about getting assists and making others better and, uh, you know, that's the key to our team. If we can give up a good shot for a great shot for a teammate who anybody on the floor can make threes, you know, we're, we're going to be in good shape. So we have been talking a lot about that.
0: I'm guessing you have kind of a green light for certain guys, all the guys, whatever yeah. it is. But is your that hashtag, is it what I think it is, let the ball fly?
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> I, it's it, we're taking the first best or the first right, great shot sure. we can get. That could come 5 seconds into possession. That might come 34 seconds into a possession. But if we're not get we're not passing up a wide open shot if yeah. that's what you're saying. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. We're, we're we're in the business of getting great shots. Uh this is <laughs> and
0: the Hoolahan pack sophomores. Yeah. Damn. Of- Grow. They've been good from the start, but at this point, they're becoming, it seems like to me, they're taking a step up. You see the
3: growth from playing in Pontiac against those high-caliber teams, and this game reminded me of the Curry game, where we had like a 10-point lead at halftime. We came out, didn't really make a lot of shots, and they were starting to creep back into it, but then we we found a way to score and get stops. I, I thought our defense was great today. Yeah. Well, what's the defensive a team that's so
0: talented, but they don't even know how they're going to score. <laughs> what is your like plan against that when they don't
3: really have a go-to So guy our right plan, now? we think they're really good inside. Their post play is great. And not only their big kids, but their guards post up well. So we were taking that away. like, And that's what we wanted to do. So we were going to double team post-entry passes. And by doing that, we gave up in the fourth quarter some open threes. Uh, and then we made an adjustment to get out of that and uh, play straight up one-on-one. But we were, we felt like if you don't give them easy baskets, I know they're a good three-point shooting team, but they can get to the rim anytime they want. They can offensive rebound any time. They can, you know, and ones by getting high to the rim. So we just wanted to take away their easy baskets. Yeah, yeah pretty much. The Lou deep dish classic.
0: <laughs> it feels like uh the king of getting the best opportunities logan feller yeah uh, he kind of knows what he's doing out there he's but... the
3: most underrated guy um i mean that that kid is is unbelievable he does everything for us he is a great shooter that knows his role that he's he's surrounded by four great shooters and he'll give up his open three for for the benefit of others but he does a lot for us and uh, yeah. you know guys who are all tournament and mm-hmm. You know, they they have to take him out to dinner. He, yeah, <laughs> he does a lot uh, to get those guys shots. But you know, Kirk is doing a lot now to get guys shots. Uh, Ian Brown went into the get, got a guy an extra shot. So yeah. we got guys looking to get other people's shots, which is great.
0: I'm curious if you know Logan's like shooting percentage, because every game I've seen so far, yeah. he always finds the shot.
3: He's like two of three every game he yeah. you know, 3 He's got to be
0: shooting 65, 70. Yeah,
3: he, he's one of our higher percentage three-point <laughs> yeah. shooters. I, I can let you know that. Just all, every shot, too, yeah. like he gets yeah. to the rim. He, he takes high percentage. Four yeah, six wonder, today. He was four or six. And one was, was kind of a buzzer six, yeah. beater. He had yeah. to get up. So. Um, yeah, but a kid who's talked about invaluable for a team, he's invaluable. And uh, he was a huge part of of that team we had last year getting where we got. Yeah. And he was a major part of that. right. And to have a kid back like that to work with some of our younger kids is, is great.
0: Was this one important coming off, um, I guess you missed Friday, and yeah, then coming just, off GBN, was that right the last now. one?
3: You know, It's a cold and snow, and schools are letting some practice on one day, you can't practice on another day. Yeah, You kind of have to survive this, but to tell you the truth, I think this was really good for our team to have a couple extra days off. That GBN game after the uh, Pontiac tournament. We were running in mud. We weren't moving well, you know. So I, I think this forced us to give the kids an extra couple of days off uh, to get uh, the legs ready to go. Yeah.
1: Thank you, as always, to uh, Coach and to every uh, player and coach who join us every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. Always good to get to. It's always good to get. Hard for me to say uh, some good analysis, especially on this podcast for me. So uh, might as well uh, get it from a, a coach and player who's obviously able to. Uh, um, get us some good stuff every time they join us each week in second quarter. All right, let's move on over to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen way or no way they cannot happen. Um, obviously, we're going to stick with hoops here for the most part um, with Way or No Way and let's start things off with um, Loyola Girls basketball. Um, I want to hit on this point mostly because um, I, I I know this game will happen tonight, but I I feel like that's kind of an important you know question to kind of ask, especially with this Loyola program. But Joe, way or no way, you feel like this game against Mother McCauley is one that Loyola needs to win if it finally wants to get over the hump of you know what it's kind of failed to do over the past few seasons. I mean, no way, it doesn't need to win
2: this game. I mean, if it has an off game, that I don't think that derails. Uh, its capabilities of winning a state championship or you know making the final, putting yourself in position to make to win a championship, which I think is every team's goal, and certainly you know Loyola has a great chance of doing so. Um, but I, you know, I expect them to win this game. I, you know, from what I've seen and on this in the girls' basketball landscape, there isn't a better team out there that I've seen. Um, you know, maybe the closest that I've witnessed is, is Alton, um, but this is a very good. Loyola team and, and just that won't change with whatever happens tonight Thursday against Mother McCauley.
1: Yeah, I think I'll go with the no way there as well. I, I think, you know, there there's a certain importance I feel like this game kind of has just with Loyola, the way Loyola's kind of struggled in this game over the past few years. I think they, you know, winning the GCAC I know is an important thing for a lot of teams and especially for the Ramblers program. So um, Mother McCauley has kind of kept them from doing that. Um, over the past few years so um, you know I don't think it's a it's a game where you're kind of like well if they lose this game there's no chance they're going to win a state championship it's all over but um, I do think it's it's relatively an important game um, just to kind of be like you know we can beat a mother Macaulay like a program that has just been running girls basketball and honestly girls sports um, for a really long time so um, I'm going to go no way to the extent of like it's a must-win game or anything like that but I would I, if, if I come away, you know, watching, you know, Loyola wins this game, I think, you know, that, that that raises a lot of, you know, flags of, you know, hey, this team is here, this team is ready and um, is ready to go. But I agree, you, you don't want to go the opposite direction either and be like, well, this team can win if uh, um, they can't be Macaulay. But um, I'll go with no way to the extent of the way I asked the question, but I do think it's an important question or an important uh, game regardless. All right, sticking with Loyola, we're going to go on to Loyola boys with the second question here, Joe. Um, way or no way you think that Loyola can compete with the upper echelon of the CCL? You already saw Loyola lose to Brother Rice. Um, obviously, they got Mount Carmel. Um, they got some other good teams in the CCL, Santa Rita, um, maybe not as good as they were um, before their exodus, I guess you want to call them. I'm not exactly sure what to call it, but um, just, you know, whether way or no way you think that. Loyola can compete with the upper echelon of the CCL. I do think so. And maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid,
2: but I am feeling this Loyola team. Uh, and I was at the beginning of the year. I, I think I was saying that you know no matter what the rankings at the beginning of this year, Loyola Academy will be firmly within the top fifteen by the end of it. And I still believe that they're that good. Um, do they still need a marquee win? I yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh Mont Carmel would certainly do it. Uh but they, they've taken a step up from, from previous years as well. They're that good. So um they'll compete. Um will they beat these teams? I guess you know, it'll come down to moments within those games, but I think they'll put themselves in position for a chance. And I think that's that's what you ask. Um it'll be it'll be fun though. I think they'll they can certainly compete. I think they've reached that level of the season where everybody's there and gelling at this stage with who they are. I think yes, the answer's away. Right.
1: This one's a hard one for me, mostly because I haven't, I don't know. It's kind of hard. They beat GBN. They're on momentum right now. They obviously won their Florida tournament. Um, But I haven't seen them do it yet. Like, they lost to Brother Rice. They got blown out by DePaul. Um, They beat, you know, they beat Fenwick. They beat Ignatius. Obviously, those teams are at the the top of the list right now with the CCL. Um, You know, I'm kind of tempted. I'll I'll say way. Um, It's a hesitant way which I don't know, use that as motivation if you want, but I, I will go with the way, but you know, I feel like they're number three at that point or maybe number four in the upper echelon, which, you know, isn't exactly where you want to be. Like you, you want to, you know, you want to beat those teams. I know, I mean, I'm not asking you to beat the Paul, be brother rice, beat Mount Carmel, um, beat De La Salle, like win all those games and you're golden, but you should win some of those games and, we haven't seen them do it yet. St. Ignatius isn't at the level that we thought they were going to be. Fenwick is fine. St. Rita is down. Um, you know, this is a big game, I think. Mount Carmel is obviously one of the best teams in the state. So if you want to prove that you can compete with the CCL and you can, you know, compete in this um, conference that has really, you know, blossomed over the last couple of years as to being one of the best in the state, then um, I, I think, you know, you need to win a game like this, and, you know, can of finally show it? All right, let's move on over now to our third question here. We're going to stick with basketball and move on over to Nutriere. Joe, way or no way you think that um, Nutriere has shown you enough to kind of convince you that they are at least a top five team in the state?
2: No, I'll say no way. Um, and I really like this team, and I think they've done some great things. Uh, but... One the top five or top seven ish is pretty stacked this year in the state, um, and have proven it. Uh, although there've been some you know changeups, I I think there's a top five that's pretty solid, and I don't think Newtria has kind of proven they belong there. But top ten, they've got a great resume to to be right there in that five to ten range, maybe five to twelve, and I think a win over, you know, they, they played Curry you know, neck and neck for the whole game. They even they had a big lead on them at one point. Um so I think they they've definitely got a, a resume to be a top 10, just not a top five because they need one of those wins against a Curie yeah. slash Mount you know whoever it is. They need one of those.
1: Yeah I'd go with the no way as well. We haven't seen it yet. I don't think you know GBN's a good team. Um you know Loyola's a good team and all that kind of stuff. And um you know, so they've competed against those, you know, those two North Shore teams, but um, I am looking for a top five win and I still haven't seen it. Um, so that's kind of why I, I would agree with you. I think they're a top 10 team. I wouldn't go as far as to say top uh, five. Um, I'm still looking for it more. There's plenty of opportunities on Newture's schedule to get there. Um, you know, if you went out in conference at this point, you know, that's a good, that's a good lesson. That's a good, you know, opportunity to do so. But um, for the time being, I would say no way. I don't think that they're there yet. They could get there by the time the regular season ends. Um, but for right now, I don't think this is a top five team. Um, definitely top 10 though. I would definitely go with that. All right, Joe, Nutria boys, Nutria girls basketball is uh, 12 and 10, two and five in conference. Um, way or no way you're, you have seen enough from this team to kind of think that they can turn it on here. Um, in the last, you know, three, four weeks of the regular season and make a little run here in the playoffs? I'll say no way. I do like this team, and I like some of the things they've done, but they, they've lacked
2: that consistency, you know, those, those four or five wins and, uh, you know, stayed on a winning path, you know, through some adversity. I, I just haven't seen it, you know. They'll, for every step forward, they take a bit of a step back. So they're kind of lacking that. Um, so i don't think i've seen it quite yet can they do it in the past couple weeks i think so um they put it all together that like i said they have the talent um to do that it's just it 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 hasn't quite worked completely yeah they they're not a complete team they haven't gelled exactly the way i think they can
1: yeah i would go with no way as well i just haven't seen it enough consistently to be able to say that you know they can do it um i've looked like what they I've I've seen some games where I'm like okay like this is like the Hinsdale Central game the Barrington game the St. Charles North game even Lake Forest like you've seen it but then you've also seen the other side of it losing to GBS losing to Evanston um you know losing to Loyola um though most teams lose to Loyola but losing to Fenwick and losing to GBN already twice um you know you, I, I just haven't you know I just haven't seen it to a level sorry they split with GBN so one, one one, lost won, but. Um, I think, you know, I just haven't seen it enough, you know, thinking they can, that they can change in the next couple of weeks and that'll change into the playoffs, but I haven't seen enough consistency, um, in order to be able to say, yeah, like they're heading into the playoffs and watch out. They could be a dark horse and they can make some noise. All right, Joe, final question is kind of a general sports, uh, winter question here. Um, you know, with all the different sports we have, we got bowling, we got girls, gymnastics, we've got boys and girls basketball, and we also have wrestling, Um, way or no way either Loyola, um, or Nutria or Highland Park, you think, or any of the other North Shore schools, I should say, um, you think anyone ends up with an either individual state title or a team state title?
2: Mm. (laughs) That's a good one.
1: Um, ah, you know, you know, you, you
2: look at boys swimming. Um, which has a good chance to do so. Uh, but they'll have competition from the usual suspects, Hinsdale Central, Stevenson. Um, you look at gymnastics isn't quite there, but they they, they could and should uh, maybe advance the state. Um, sorry, I'm walking it through my mind. I don't know if wrestling, you know, um, there we go. I think that in girls wrestling, um, Harley Hiller should take home another championship for Loyola girls. Um, I don't know if Highland Park or um Nutriere have a girls wrestler who's up there, and I don't think either has a boys wrestler. although Dimitri should do pretty well for Highland park um so i, I will say yes we'll have we'll have at least one on the wrestling front, uh but no team uh, uh,
1: swimming I'll say no teams this year interesting. I'll go with the way just I'll be Mr positive and I'll just go I feel like you know, this team has so much talent and your assist area has so much talent and there's a lot of good athletes and that kind of stuff. It, I think there's just bound to be one individual title. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if there's a state title um, as a team, whether that's, you know, obviously the Loyal girls team um, or other programs and that kind of stuff. So um, that one might be a little bit more harder to, you know, that's harder to kind of figure out and see whether it's going to happen. But um uh, yeah i'm gonna go with the way I think you know someone ends up with a state title whether that's an individual title swimming uh gymnastics wrestling you know there are a lot of those opportunities so um I'll go with the way i think someone here ends up with the state title All All right. Right. i'm gonna
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna change my answer because I'm a complete
1: fool um
2: for some reason I dismissed basketball right away like it's not like it had no yeah. chance for getting
1: I was surprised. You're Mr. Loyola Girls Basketball. I'm surprised you weren't, like, on that train right from the beginning. I don't know why, uh, but I do think Loyola has all the
2: makings of a state champion. Um, and if I had money on um, one team, like in girls basketball, it would be Loyola, but I would never bet on uh, high school sports. Um, and uh, I also think maybe some individual swimmers, like a relay for New will win, but not – I think the team is maybe – in the top three, maybe not a champion, but I will say team. So I take back my entire answer. It was a bunch of bunk. let's go with way.
1: All right. Let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we preview the next week of action that we've got going on here. Um, let's start things off. We won't hit on this too much just because it might be pretty old by the time you listen to this podcast, but um, Loyola playing mother McCauley on Thursday night. Um, they are playing at Loyola. So Loyola has a home game. Um, Mother Macaulay, seven overall um, six and O oh in the GCA. Uh, some of Macaulay's losses are to Fremd, obviously from the really good team. Uh, Bolingbroke, Whitney Young, um, Evanston. So, you know, good teams, but maybe not a level of Mother Macaulay that maybe we're kind of used to here, Joe.
2: Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, they might just be a step down from past years. Doesn't make them uh, a bad team by any means. Um, but when you set a high standard for yourself, uh, it is what it is. So, and I think Loyola has taken such a huge leap that uh, this game is heavily favored toward Loyola. And uh, but that you know, McCallie's going to bring it um, because of what you said, kind of their past, recent past interactions, and. Loyola needs to get over that hump. I do think they do so tonight, but I do suspect some good basketball.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be really good basketball. I'm curious to see what happens. Um looking ahead in the upcoming week for Loyola, they get Mother McCauley tonight. Then they get Richwoods, then they get Geneseo, um, then they get Evanston, and then they get Glenbrook South. So you got five games here in the upcoming next seven days. Um, a lot of basketball for this team, Joe, and I'm kind of curious to see, you know, how do they go throughout this entire time? Obviously, Evanston's are really team um Glenbrook South is a you know a solid team as well um you obviously have you know Geneseo maybe a team you're not as familiar with and then Richlands too so um you know just a lot of basketball happening here for this team in the next week Joe so I'm kind of curious you know what kind of happens and how do they kind of keep up with this kind of pace
2: I mean I just think they do I think that they just keep rambling on um I do not pardon the fun I Uh, That was on purpose, but, um, you know, they're playing with such just kind of a rhythm and an energy that's uh, hard to break. And I I think, you know, they have room for errors. Should they have an off night um, to still step up and win a big part of that is uh, their defense, but um, uh, they're just at at that, elite uh, of a level right now that um, five games in a week shouldn't stop them. Um, They've gone through stretches like that before.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting as well because, you know, they go through this stretch um, and they play until the 25th. Um, Sorry, looking through my calendar real quick. Um, They play until the 25th and then the following week they have the GCAC tournament. So um, obviously still got to figure out what happens here with Mother Macaulay, but, you know, Loyola could be a top seed in that tournament at this point. So I was curious to see, you know, what happens up to this point and, um, you know, kind of curious to see how they kind of set themselves up for the GCAC tournament.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, they'll be ready. Um, they've been talking about it all years, and I think they've gotten used to the fact that uh,
1: they are where they are and who they are as a team. All right, Joe, let's move on over now. Uh, New Trier obviously continues uh, on with the season. We kind of hit on this in the third quarter. They get Deerfield on Friday night. They get Elk Grove. Um, they get Math and Science uh, Academy, and then they get Glenbrook South. Um, for this New Trier team, Joe, it's just pretty much, you know, it, it feels like, you know, find a, win, find a way to win as many games at this point so you can get that seating um, up higher, um, which will be decided in the next, I think, week or two. Yeah, running out
2: of time for that. Um, I think they put themselves in a tough spot in the postseason, but Glenbrook um, South's the big one there. I think they really need a feel good win before they head to that postseason.
1: All right, Joe, let's talk about this matchup against Mount Carmel tomorrow for the Loyal Academy boys basketball team. Um, Mount Carmel, obviously great, 20 and 2, um, competed really well against a lot of area teams are led by. Um, Shoot, what's his name? The kid from North who's going to Northwestern from Mount Carmel. I'm, his name is escaping me right now. Um, and then they get Evanston um, next week on the 23rd. Um, it feels like a fairly big week for Loyola, mostly just because you, it feels like a proven week for this team. You know, that Mount Carmel game is you know probably going to get a lot of attention, but that Evanston game, you know, Evanston is 15 and seven, maybe not at the top level um, that they have been in the last few years, but you know. So, Two really strong tests for this Loyola team to see, you know, not only how well can this defense hold up and hold down, you know, fairly good scoring teams, but, you know, can you keep up keep up in the scoring game against a team like Mount Carmel or Evanston? Yeah, those are going to be some good games. And the thing with Evanston
2: is, um, as I've talked about before, being a young team and uh, coming into their own, they have bad nights, so sometimes they'll take a bad loss, but uh, they can also get you. Um, you can't sleep on them. Like you said, 15-7, and seven, they can be good teams, too, uh, when they're playing well. Um, so and, and definitely a team to look out in future years, too. Um, yeah, I think his name is, uh, I'm going to mispronounce it, Angelo Cerebino. Um, going to Northwestern from Mount Carmel. He's uh, extremely talented, um, does it all, uh, extremely athletic, and um, is really just a menace out there. So um, even that loyal defense is going to be, at, you know, it's always tight, but it has to be as tight as it can be. Um, see if we can hold, hold Mount Carmel under 50. Uh, if that's possible, it's going to be very difficult. And then give yourself a chance to out uh, to outscore them there. Um, won't be easy by any means, but um, that's, that's all you can do. I think Mount Carmel's just that good of a team this year.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Can this defense limit Le- Mount Carmel to less than 50 points? Mount Carmel has not scored less than 50 points this season in either a win or a loss. I don't know. Uh, it's a very tough ask for them.
2: Uh, I don't think they they ran up the to score too much against Pembroke North this past weekend. Maybe fifty in the fifties. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I think 50s. it's okay. Yeah, possible, but not a uh, not an easy task at all. Like I'm saying, like you got to hold them under or around fifty. I think to give yourself a chance here, and I think they're capable of doing it. But you got to have a pretty perfect night on the defensive end of the floor.
1: Is that possible, you know, with, you know, you got Angelo, obviously, if you hone in on him, which a lot of teams do, obviously, you know, Mount Carmel has a lot of different targets. So does, is Loyola's depth, I guess, where you have their top two defenders, maybe on Angelo, does Loyola have the depth defensively to, you know, limit other opportunities for Mount Carmel?
2: Yes. And I think they've shown that um, against other teams where they can, they can limit a whole team out of floor. Their team defense is very good. They're off the ball defense when playing at its peak is very good. Um, They can turn you over with charges. Obviously, they take great pride in their charges. So um, they're able to do it. It's just you do have to play perfectly, which five guys moving around, team defense is rarely perfect, very hard to do. Yeah,
1: it'll be really interesting to see what happens in that game. That game at Mount Carmel, 7 p.m. on Friday. Um, Loyola plays Evanston next week. Um, So, you know, a big big test for both teams, you know, just trying to see what you can do against – Um, some of the better teams in the state. Uh, New Trier um, will play Deerfield on Friday night, Deerfield 9-9, maybe not the same Deerfield we've known in the past here, as they are now in the CSL South. Um, Then they get Barrington on Saturday, La Lumiere Blue on Monday, Farragut on Tuesday um, before you get Glenbrook South next Friday night. But, um, you know, four games in the next week, Joe, same thing kind of with Loyola girls where, you know, Deerfield is obviously, you know, maybe 500. You got a Barrington team that is 13 and three. Um, really good. You know, we'll see, you know, how the talent kind of compares and what they've kind of seen thus far. But um, this team will be tested, especially against a La Lumiere team that is, you know, very good as well.
2: Yeah, this is a fun week. Another fun week. You know, Trier, the past few years uh, has really packed their schedule full of bangers. And the, this is another week full of them. Should be a lot of fun, even that Tuesday matchup against Farragut. Um, is a fun one, so uh, yeah, it, it should be good, and, and win or lose, it's a chance to really see good competition, and, and work on a lot of things, and um, maybe see where your gaps are, um, I do think they have capability of winning all these games, Barrington should be a good one, but again, similar thing, that Glenbrook South game is huge for both the conference, and bragging rights, as these teams have gone toe-to-toe, and Glenbrook South is really playing at a high level right now,
1: and it's probably important for seeding too, isn't it? You know, you just, you know, with what you know what they're able to do, they're all going to be in the same sectional. Loyola's in that sectional as well. Um, I forget exactly if GBN's in that sectional. Sometimes they divide it up differently. But um seeding-wise, you know, you're kind of getting into the point now where, you know, you want to get experience, but at the same time, you want to get the highest seed. So your road to in the playoffs gets as easy as possible. I know once you get to the sectional round, you gotta play who you gotta play, and you're likely to play the better teams. Um, in the sectional, but um, now really feels like a really important time when it comes to, like, you know, figuring out wins um, so you get that uh, seed you want moving into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, that's a good point, too, but I do think that at this point we're getting pretty close, believe it or not, and um, unless something catastrophic happens to one of these teams, I shouldn't say catastrophic, uh, uh, you know, one of these teams goes in the negative with their wins loss record in the past couple weeks. It feels like Glenbrook North, Glenbrook South, Loyola, and Mature has distanced themselves, uh, at least from Evanston, holding a few games lead. Um, Not that Evanston couldn't rip off a few here and maybe climb up there, but I think the top four might be set. Um, I'm not sure who's in there. I don't think Rolling Meadows is in there this year. So that changes things a little bit, and I think those are the top four, and they're going to beat each other up once the postseason gets here.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter – you know what seed you get at that point if you just get there. I mean, I know obviously, um, you know, the top seed theoretically has the easiest, you know, road and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, honestly, like it it feels like once you get that top four seed and once you get into that sectional semifinal, um, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you got Loyola, Nutria, um, you know, Glenbrook South and Glenbrook North, um, all being you got OPRF, you got you know, other good teams. You got Lane in that main South sectional. So um, it'll be really curious to see, you know, is it pretty much just get that top four seed and it doesn't really matter after that.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, And that's from an outsider's perspective, just because, you know, maybe internally GBS doesn't like the way it lines up against GBN, So it would rather play them in the sectional final rather than a, a semi, but you know, from an umpire's perspective, I think all four of those teams are playing at a very high level and they're all pretty capable of beating each other on any given night. So to me, no, it doesn't matter.
1: All right. I think that's everything that we got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you as always for joining us. We've got um, a lot of good hoops going on here in the next couple of weeks. weeks. Um, we have the last week of regular season for wrestling and that's moving on over as well as bowling and gymnastics. So we got regional starting next week. Uh, Um, next weekend, not this upcoming one, but the next weekend. So we are heading into the month of February pretty quickly, and we are going to be heading into the playoffs pretty quickly. So um, we'll have you all covered there um, with everything that's going to be happening there. But thank you as always to everyone for uh, listening to the latest episode. Uh, Thank you as always, just a quick reminder to subscribe for all of our subscribers. We really appreciate all the support and uh, kind words and uh, good reviews. And um, if you enjoy us and you want uh, other people to enjoy this great stuff, then Uh, make sure you give us a nice little uh, subscription and like and um, hopefully more people give us a listen moving forward make make sure you check out all our work at Friday Night Drive Um, obviously I know we're kind of in a quiet time now but there's a lot of recruiting going on a lot of offers being going on so make sure you check out all of our work at Friday Night Drive and as always make sure you check out Joe's work at the Record North Shore he's got you covered for not only sports but everything else going on in the North Shore area so Make sure you donate and subscribe to The Record North Shore. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. Enjoy the hopefully warmer weather. I know 30s will be tropical by this time next week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to the varsity uh, product of the record, Northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.